You're listening to Cut to Kellogg, a podcast by and for media experts and enthusiasts on the biggest questions facing the entertainment industry. I'm your host, Lindsay Cowball, and today we are talking with the Kellogg Media and Entertainment Club exec members, Nick Meyer, Nick Strand, and Rob Mitchell, on the ultimate nerdum clash of Star Wars versus Lord of the Rings. Let's cut to Kellogg and meet our guests for the day. All right, here we go. Rolling sound, quiet. Welcome to Cut to Kellogg. We're very excited to have three guests with us today. We have Nick Meyer, Nick Strand, and Rob Mitchell. We're going to be doing a Star Wars versus Lord of the Rings face-off. To start off, I'd like each of our wonderful media and entertainment exec members to introduce themselves. Hey, everybody. I am Nick. I am the co-president of the Media Entertainment Club, and I am a huge nerd from day one. And I'd say my favorite piece of Star Wars slash Lord of the Ring content ever was Rogue One, a recent but excellent movie that I recommend everyone watch. Hey guys, my name is Nick Strand. I am collectively referred to as Other Nick at Media and Entertainment. I'm the VP of Careers, along with Rob, who will introduce himself here in a second. And my nerd cred is I literally have a D20 dice tattooed on my body somewhere. So that should give everyone enough confidence that I know what I'm talking about when it comes to Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Hey, everybody. This is Rob Mitchell. I am the other VP of careers, a lot of others in this podcast. And my nerd credit is I'm 99% sure I played every Star Wars and also Lord of the Rings video game that exists to date. Going to have us a, a debate right here. Yeah, I'm excited to get into it. So for our audience listening, the way it's going to work is we have five categories, original movie trilogies, additional movies or spinoffs, TV, games, books, and overall best series or movie in their opinion. And they are going to argue which side they like better. But let's get started with original movies and trilogies. Which do you think is better, Star Wars or Lord of the Rings? In an uncontroversial take, I'm going to take Lord of the Rings, a superior movie trilogy, and I have a number of reasons why I believe this, but I will first cut to Nick, who I can see is already shaking his head Uh, in disgust. (laughs) So, yes, I think we can potentially agree that for all three of the movies, Lord of the Rings, it's just, it is high quality and is potentially better than Star Wars. But that comes down to the, what is more significant? And I think Star Wars just get so many added bonus points for literally changing the face of movies forever. Like if you're walking into a theater in the late 1970s, you're a little 15 year old kid and you've never seen Star Wars before and that Star Destroyer comes across the screen, your mind is blown. All you'd seen is like 2001, A Space Odyssey before that. And you're like, what? Okay, this is great. But that was incredible. George Lucas completely changed the game. I mean, eh, it's... uh, We're gonna... I'm gonna need to to, to hear what Nick Strand has to say because I feel like he has a, a very wise and measured opinion on this. I'm getting too emotional. I won't be emotional about this. What I will say is that Lord of the Rings is a better acted and better directed film series. In terms of influence, Star Wars does win out. So both of your points are accurate. What I would argue here is obviously at least, or for me is the the biggest reason I'm gonna have to go with Lord of the Rings on this one, is if you go back and watch the original Star Wars, it holds up. It is amazing. 
I, everything is great, except Mark Hamill can't act for shit. <laughs> it is painful to watch. He is an amazing person. He is an amazing force in nerddom. I respect Luke Skywalker. Don't get me wrong. But you go down the list in Lord of the Rings and every performance is tear-jerking. It brings you to a place of catharsis. It makes you feel things you didn't think you could feel about made-up imaginary elves and dwarves. And most importantly, it influenced an entire series of comedic bits that all start with Gandalf saying, you will not pass. And that in itself just pushes it to Lord of the Rings. What is it about these films and content that makes it so appealing to such a wide variety of audiences? Three words, Ewok plush toys. <laughs> All you gotta know about Star Wars. Yes, the, the merchandising is strong with this one. While Nick is 100% correct, I think it does come down to I mean, they came out at the right times, and they're also very simple stories to follow. Star Wars is the most basic story in nerd fantasy book. You have the young kid who's on a quest, there's a wise older mentor, and there's an evil force that has to be overcome. And I think one of the things you can detract from the original Star Wars is that George Lucas didn't really initially know where it was going as, you know, Luke and Leia kiss. He was good. He was like, what am I going to do here? And so there is a bit of meandering around but I think it ultimately gets to the sort of right place that we want in a story and that for a story that is such a big part of our lives it's easily understandable there is good there is evil and good overcomes through you know strong <laughs> moral standards and, and cool lightsaber action and then I think for me Lord of the Rings is a little different in that I was very young at the time but I still kind of remember that there was pushback against Lord of the Rings because it was such a seminal work of fantasy and J.R.R. Tolkien created this incredible world that really had not been done to that extent before with like new languages and new races. And so people were a little disconcerted that it was being adapted. And so it was very similar to a lot of the arguments we see today about modern adaptions. It's like, oh, they can't do this. It's going to ruin the original work. But I think as Nick was talking about earlier, it was just so well acted and directed and it took the right parts of the story for people who have read the original J.R.R. Tolkien story. It can be also a little boring at times. It's obviously a poetic work, but there's a lot of random hills and descriptions of hills, but- There's a lot of walking that happens in Lord yeah, of the Rings. Uh, Harry Potter movie hold seven on, part hold one. Hold on now, hold on yeah. now. You gotta have down to have ups. Mm. And I think that that is the most important part of Lord of the Rings. There are so many iconic scenes, so many iconic lines, so many scenes that you can watch in and of themselves and it'll bring you to tears. The charge of the Rohirrim as they, you know, come down the hill, pressing into the Gondorian, the countryside to take out the orcs as they cross into Minas Tirith. The speech that Sam gives as he's pulling Frodo from the clutches of a Nazgul and Ringwraith and the hilltop of Asgiliath. It's even Helm's Deep as an entire sequence, which is about 45 minutes of just pure beautiful action unfolding into each next scene how could you not fall in love with the random hills the random moments where mary and pippin are smoking elven grass in the flooded ruins of isengard there are so many different moments that come together so beautifully and you know nick i think this is why lord of the rings is better than star wars i'm going to tell you exactly why it is right now if we can get an edit in the final 
version of this where we play trophies by Drake. I just want you to know that Lord of the Rings has won the original trilogy 475 awards by different film academies, whatever, across all of the years that they were put out. It was nominated for 800. I do want to jump in really quick and for the listener, just make sure everyone knows because we will get you know shot at in the comments. We are talking about the Peter Jackson trilogy, not the Ralph Bakshi animated series. I felt like we've let this go too long. We needed to make this established point. Also, we will not be playing Trophies by Drake. We will be playing May It Be by Enya because that is the only way to properly celebrate a win on the Lord of the Rings side, but I digress and allow the floor back to my, my compatriots. Well, I think that's a good segue to the next category because I think you guys could talk about this original category for a while. But what do you think is better in terms of additional movies or content or spinoffs? Nick Strand, do you want to start off? It's got to be Star Wars. In terms of Lord of the Rings, some of it we're just talking about pure quantity that is out there and what we have to compare uh, you we've got the aforementioned ralph bakshi animated series of both the hobbit as well as the lord of the rings you have the hobbit live action series that peter jackson did i apologize by the way if i said phil jackson earlier i don't believe i did but just in case i'm making sure that i'm not going to get shot at once again and then we've got rings of power which is it's too early to tell But when you look at the length of Star Wars and just what they've been able to accomplish with other films, yes, I understand that Solo exists, and that is something that is going to be painful for us to talk about, but Rogue One was incredible. Say what you will about the spinoffs, including the prequel and sequel trilogies, there are definite problems with Star Wars, but you have moments like Ryan Johnson taking a shot and just throwing you know star wars tropes out the door there's a lot more bravery and a lot more experimentation that's happened with the star wars films that's in the long run pushes it over the top for me hold on pause 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 bravery we're gonna talk about bravery in star wars i want to just like cut to star wars episode seven and i'll give you a plot synopsis giant death planet destroys galaxies instead of giant death star destroys planets now new hero who has powers has to go and save the galaxy from death planet versus death star like what what bravery are we seeing in the the sequels of star wars now i will say that you are correct is a much more content in terms of the movies from star wars but just like the quality really goes from bottom tier to top tier. I will say there is top tier. So begrudgingly, I will agree that Star Wars is the winner of this category, but so, so begrudgingly. Yeah. I mean, my point about bravery just for one second, Mm -hmm. I, I do just want to throw out Rogue One spoilers for everyone who hasn't seen Rogue One. Rogue One kills its entire cast. Yeah. In a Star Wars movie. Yeah. You know, Ryan Johnson in The Last Jedi, no, Force Awakens. Ooh, this, is, this is dangerous for me now. Basically just said, by the way, everything that you think you know about why it's important if someone is a Skywalker or a Palpatine or you know who Snoke really is and all these different things. It's not about that. It's about a universe of people who have lives and their politics and all these different things. The amount of times that just have taken a chance in Star Wars versus Lord of the Rings is uncomparison. And I think a part of it, right, is 
Star Wars is in a different kind of universe than Lord of the Rings because Star Wars is under the purview of Disney. So I think the interesting thing that we've seen with Disney and Star Wars is that in comparison to Lord of the Rings, it is very hard to get any Lord of the Rings content. They could not get like the Cimmerillion. They had to take basically the end notes. But Star Wars, because they bought it from George Lucas for an incredible steal of $4 billion, they really can kind of do a lot of stuff. Rogue One, which I said earlier, is my favorite Star Wars movie ever, which is tough for, I love Empire Strikes Back too. It's an incredible movie. It is literally a movie to fix a plot hole. I can't imagine any other franchises have the leeway, have the cultural leverage that they can make a great movie to fix a plot hole from an earlier movie. And so uh, while Lord of the Rings, they are just struggling to get any content. And so I think for me, Star Wars now under Disney, like there will be some misses, but there will also be some very fun wins. For example, I don't know if anyone on here has watched the Star Wars Lego holiday special. It's amazing. I was laughing the whole time. It's fantastic. I just wanted to point out Star Wars also has the original Star Wars holiday special back in the day, which for anyone that's seen that, that is a wild, wild experience. It is bad. It is terrible, but they did it. And so, yeah, I think as these two have already stated, there's just so much more content because they own the franchise. And I think that it allows you to do different things. It allows you to do little individual stories, which I think is what I always wanted from my mega franchises to get little small slices of life. And so I think that's why Star Wars is the winner for this one. Well, let's move on to TV, which in and of itself is a spinoff, but you have The Mandalorian and some of these other things. Who wins the category in terms of TV? I mean, similar reason to sequels. It's got to be Lord of the Rings. Sorry. It's got to be Star Wars. Excuse me. I mean, we already said it. The Rings of Power just came out. Shows promise early, but it's still too early to read versus a lot of the Star Wars content in this category has really, you know, they've cemented themselves as good quality TV shows. I don't know. I'll turn to the to the Nick's, Nick, other Nick. Is there any standout TV show that you think deserves special mention in this category? I think it's pretty clear that The Mandalorian was a big win. I think it's got, obviously, it's got the most famous character in recent Star Wars history. It goes back to the roots of what Star Wars was really originally about with kind of the, the samurai Western mix. I think you can really get that vibe both in the actual show and the and post credits and everything that Favreau and, and Filoni have worked on there. I think that for me, I was also a huge fan of the Star Wars Clone Wars, the animated series. And I, we haven't talked about Dave Filoni yet, but I think all three of us probably have a, a big appreciation for Dave Filoni as someone who really, after George Lucas left, the Star Wars really needs someone to shepherd it through. And I think that Dave Filoni has kind of the pulse of of what Star Wars should look like and how he can sort of explore different stories in the universe. And so for me, that's why I have really enjoyed The Mandalorian. I would definitely happy to pass it to Nick, but is there, I know we're early in the Rings of Power, but is there anything particularly you would like to see from it going forward? Because I feel like the reviews for it have been mixed. There's been stuff that's been good about it. There's been stuff that's been less well-received. I think it's pretty clear that Star Wars is going to win this category, but what can The Lord of the Rings do to you with both the show and in the future that you would be you'd be interested in watching? I think very similar to what Star Wars has been able to accomplish. It's about taking the world of the Lord of the Rings, of Middle Earth, and pushing the boundaries of what we've seen. Getting into new geographies, getting into new regions, into new cultural impacts, to show that, that what we saw in the Lord of the Rings and in the films was a 
fairly narrow slice of a world that is much more diverse and, and much more expansive than I think it, you can pick up on from the film series. I do want to throw out a question, though, to everyone here, which is that if we're just talking about literally what has been made under these franchises, it's a hard comparison in the TV category because of the amount that has come out under the Star Wars banner and the fact that we only really have Rings of Power. There's nothing else in Lord of the Rings that was TV, correct? I did a little bit of digging beforehand, but I can't think of anything else that's come out. Well, maybe because Lord of the Rings doesn't have a lot of TV, the follow-up question is, which series do you think has the most potential for creating a world in a television series? I mean, and to that point, you almost have to ask yourself the question to expand beyond just these two franchises. Could Game of Thrones have worked on HBO if the Lord of the Rings movies had not come out? If Lord of the Rings had not succeeded on the scale that it had? We're about two very different worlds, different tones, different fandoms across all categories, but in terms of pure high fantasy type storytelling, do we almost need to give Lord of the Rings a little bit more credence in this conversation because of what it has enabled throughout the TV ecosystem? I actually don't think that Lord of the Rings is the foundation for Game of Thrones. Given the vast difference in the actual story happening in those two things, I think Lord of the Rings at the end of the day, it, it comes from Tolkien's experiences in World War One. There's slog, there's good, there's evil. There are people who are striving for the betterment of the world. Game of Thrones is literally nothing like that. There are maybe two good characters, tops, in Game of Thrones, and they all die in the first season. No one in this show has a, a battle against good and evil that goes past the real world implications of the thing that they're doing. Because at the end of the day, in Lord of the Rings, every single time there's any kind of politics between two countries, it's like, well, Remember, like, the orcs that are murdering everybody. we got to do something about that over there. Versus Game of Thrones, I think, more comes like, from a lot of the political dramas that got really popular in the 2010s and moving into the 2020s. That is the foundation for Game of Thrones. So, yeah, hot take, but I'm willing to fight anybody on that in the hub. Let's move on to games. This one should be more interesting. I think all of us, big gamers, and so... I think once again, Star Wars is going to have the quantity, but I think there are some Lord of the Rings, <laughs> Rob already disagreed with me, but Lord of the Rings really had some games that were really key moments in parts of my childhood that I think were really excellent. I think Star Wars has recently, for those who know, has a bit of a recent checkered history with like EA and Battlefront, but eventually it was worked on, it became a good game and then Fallen Order came out and it was an excellent game. Lord of the Rings doesn't really have a lot that's recent, so that's I think something that can kind of influence the argument, but yes, Rob, you look like you're you're ready to. Wow, Rob, my, Rob's ready my, to stand my, my for boy, my boy Nick is just gonna just besmirch the legacy of Middle Earth: Shadow of War. How could you? That is a great game. Look right. in you're the right. eyes right. of Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War and say that Lord of the Rings doesn't have recent hits. Not only is the Nemesis system a pioneer of gaming AI, the entire construction of this world, this entire construction of the gaming system, the action, the gameplay, like every single part of it is phenomenal. Now, I think what it really comes down to is that Lord of the Rings and Star Wars often play in different arenas. 
So if you look at the best game by subgenre, it actually gets a little hard to say who really wins. I'm going to go through each one, and I want to get I want to get takes on from from yeah. the other Knicks. Yeah. Best classic RPG. It's got to be Star Wars. Got to be Star yeah. Wars. In classic RPG, it's Star Wars. Yeah. Knights of the Old Republic, hands down, seminal game, defined. Yeah, I will agree with that one. I think that one's pretty cut and dry. Now, action RPG, I will say it's going to go to Lord of the Rings for specifically Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor. But I'm interested to hear if there is another action RPG that really captures your feelings on this one. I think, honestly, it probably has to go to Shadow of War. I really think that the Nemesis system, when I first played it, I was like, oh, this is incredible. And while it does get a little repetitive near the end, you're like, oh, wait, I've sort of seen this type of work for like the 12th time. But I think what Fallen Order was good for is it kind of restored the gaming community's faith that like EA could deserve to have the Star Wars license and could do a good job with it. EA though, I think I think for Fallen Order, it took a lot from the Tomb Raider series. It took a lot from, it was a bit Souls-like. And so it was kind of like the best parts of other games rather than something that was radically new when where I think of Shadow of War was just a great overall fundamental game and then it introduced that nemesis system which was excellent and so it was a very cool AI feature I think the action RPG probably has to go to go to Lord of the Rings our last category is books okay this is once again going to be a content versus quality debate Dude, don't give me don't give me your homer take on star wars don't give me you gotta switch sides eventually you can't only take star wars while reading lord of the rings was an important part of my life nothing nothing expanded the star wars universe for me more than the star wars expanded universe the original greatest like that was the best part of my childhood i would come home on on like after school and just read about jaina and jason solo and luke skywalker fighting the yuzon vong and the Killix and, and everyone that came and invaded the galaxy. And it was it was this whole universe that would be like up to par with, I mean, Warhammer's tough because they have so much lore, but really any other like sci-fi fantasy. And that has just like been thrown aside by Disney. Like that is, and that was huge. That was enormous. And that's just a whole part of Star Wars. And the new books are good too. So I'm gonna, I'm obviously clearly biased so i need someone to come check me and argue for lord of the rings rob rob looks like he's ready ready to fire off i am distraught (laughs) like truly and surely distraught that no don't get me wrong the star wars expanded universe has some incredible moments we already kind of touched about this earlier but like the fact that there's the Sith Lords that exist throughout the history of the Star Wars universe are insane. And some of them are really cool and have a lot of really cool power sets, et cetera, et cetera, that really expand the understanding of what a Sith is. That aside, you're going to look me in the eyes, Nick Meyer, and tell me that, like, the one, the Lord of the Rings, the books alone are fantastic. Like, just seminal work by... J.R.R. Tolkien that have been later edited by Christopher Tolkien that even that build up the first, second, and third age in ways that are incredible. The Children of Hurin is a book that I truly believe that any fantasy fan, like if you enjoy swords and dragons, you must read this book. This is a must read. There are the Cimmerillion, if you like songs, is fantastic. Songs and poems. The Hobbit alone is so good that expand another trilogy off of it as, as, in addition to the original animated one to say that the star wars expanded universe you know no shade on the star wars expanded universe is a better book series than 
everything that J.R.R. Tolkien has ever written is frankly insulting to his memory. I'll kick it over to other Nick to, to be our, our line judge because we clearly need it. I grew up listening to the Star Wars books on tape. The Dark, the Thrawn trilogy is one of the most enjoyable adaptations of a film series, hands down. Rob looks like he wants to like throw up right now. <laughs> but, and this is a big but, Star Wars Expanded Universe is fun. It's great reads. But Lord of the Rings has established a legacy of a genre that has taken over my life. And Nick Meyer, I hear you on the Star Wars things. I have seen your fantasy book collection and you can trace every single one of those hundreds, if not thousands of books that you have in your home back to J.R.R. Tolkien battling his inner demons from World War I in the pages of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. If we're talking about who is the OG, I mean, think about how much The Lord of the Rings influenced Star Wars, how much George Lucas looked at the Lord of the Rings as an inspiration to what he eventually was trying to do. If there's a right and a wrong and it's Lord of the Rings. Wow. This is, this is, that is the sweetest validation. (laughs) Just, mm, just chef's kiss. (laughs) Nick, Nick came at my roots. He came at my fancy book spreadsheet and I respectfully and begrudgingly concede this one should go Lord of the Rings. Well, I think that's a good one to end on. If you all agree, the last question is, For someone who doesn't know this universe at all, doesn't know Star Wars, doesn't know Lord of the Rings, what content would you recommend everyone watch? I mean, if you're watching Lord of the Rings, you got to watch the Peter Jackson trilogy. I would go so far as to say that you should watch the extended edition, but, you know, try the the first part first. If you like it enough, watch the extended edition in, in like a year or something like that. But those movies are just top tier movies. I said it before you don't get that many awards without really being intentional and thinking through every single way that you can make a movie experience phenomenal. Yeah, I think I agree with Rob in that if if you're going from a single movie standpoint, I think you have to start with The Fellowship and I think you have to start with The New Hope just to give you a real interest in the series. And some parts will be a bit dated, some parts will be a bit slow, but I think both of those are, are great ways to enter. Also though, if you're like, I'm really not sure and you're like, I really want to be sold on these series, I'd say YouTube, two things. For Lord of the Rings, just YouTube, Legolas sliding down a shield, Helm's Deep. That is one. If you look at that and you're like, ah, this isn't for me, then probably don't watch Lord of the Rings. And then for Star Wars, look up Duel of the Fates or really just look up any lightsaber battle. And if you're like, ah, this is kind of lame, then you can sort of understand that it's probably not going to be for you. I got to ask you specifically, Nick, first Nick, original trilogy or prequels? New Uh, Entrance, which one do you watch first? My hot take is you watch the prequels first. Wow. Wow. So I have thought about this multiple times because I have shown it to people who have not seen it. And so I've looked up all the correct orders and I'm really tempted by the prequels one just because Reddit plays too large of a role in my life and prequel memes also plays too large of a role in my life. And so I'm very influenced that way. But I think to someone new who does not know anything about the series, I think you need to go four, five, one, two, three, six, and then seven, eight, nine. Because I think it's kind of like the chopped version, but you get the huge reveal. And this is obviously a lot of people know the reveal, but for people who do not, I think that's the best way to go about it. You get the flashback and then you're like, oh, now I see everything that's going on here. And so that's how I would do it. But that is a bit controversial. 
So. Oh, one last question though. Who, which one was I, did I not track? Did Star Wars win? I think Star Wars wins by default because they automatically win the TV category. Star Wars by default. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, hold on. No, no. Lord of the Rings won movies. Lord of the Rings won. No, no, no. Star Wars won expanded. Star Wars won TV. I don't know who won video books. games and Lord of the books Rings went to Lord of the Rings. So who won video games? Video games is the decider. Star Wars. No! Star Wars. <laughs> so Actually, Star Wars it is. Star, Star Wars, Wars the wins. End of it. We love them both. Yes. By the what? end of it, Nick, you did convince me that Star Wars should have won video games too, begrudgingly. <laughs> I think we can all agree that it's great content no matter what, and fans love it for a lot of reasons. But in this cut to catalog, yes, Star Wars came out victorious. Lindsay, we are nerds. We do not care about what people want. We care about what we want. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Myopic focus. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, give us a follow on Spotify and be sure to check out our blog, Lights, Camera, Kellogg. You can follow us on Instagram at Kellogg Media Entertainment. Cut to Kellogg is a production of the Media and Entertainment Club at the Kellogg School of Management at Northwestern University. It is produced by Ray Hung, Lindsay Kalbaugh, and Kelsey O'Connor. Our theme song is written and performed by Ryan Blackwell. Tune in next time to hear more insights on the media and entertainment industry.